What does it mean to gather? Well, it can mean to come together as a group for a common purpose, or it can mean to sew fabric together in a way that brings long edges together with short edges. We gather with family or friends over food on special occasions, but what if we gathered with family or friends to craft things together? I suppose this would be like the sewing bees and wool dyeing circles of generations past. And I honestly think our current generation is feeling this keen need to come back together for togetherness, for connection, and to create things as a group with, with this spirit of togetherness and sharing. Well, right here on the edge of our neighborhood is a nifty little place called Gather. It is a sewing and weaving space that hosts workshops and sells high quality sewing and weaving materials and products. The focus of this little shop is not just to teach people how to sew or weave, but to keep class sizes small enough that a community is created that shares ideas as well as frustrations, and creates friendships in the process of creating projects. On Fort Road and 122nd Ave, this little unassuming space is tucked in next to a meat processing supply shop and near a random assortment of commercial businesses. I talked with owners and operators, Angela and Kim, about this lovely space. Okay, so I'm here with Kim and Angela with Gather Textiles. And I guess the first thing I want to ask is, how did you both meet? Mm. <laughs> Sounds like a meet cute story. Um, <laughs> you're like, I took a class from Kim after like a mutual friend recommended it. And so we had like a mutual friend that we didn't know about. And then uh, she was sewing at the studio and she's like, oh, I have this friend that weaves because I mentioned I was interested in weaving. And so um, she, I took a class from Kim and that's how we met. It was like, I was learning to weave. It was, it was funny because I often have people choose really huge projects for my beginner weaving class and usually I'm like, oh, you know, maybe tone it down, choose something easier. And so Angela comes in like, yeah, I'm going to like make this coat. So I want to weave enough fabric to make a coat. <laughs> and I, like, these are the tiniest little looms, like it's 12 inch wide fabric. And I was thinking, okay, <laughs> sure. And then she comes back like a couple of weeks later with this like amazing jacket with this hand woven detail, like seamlessly attached. Oh, and I was like, okay, that's it. We yeah. need to collab. Oh, for wow. Sure. <laughs> so that's phenomenal. So she takes her course. Yes. You think that she's got too grand of an idea but you're not gonna you know poke yep. a hole in that balloon <laughs> and then she does it and you were like okay this was meant to happen yeah and that and at the time you had little little button yeah 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 and that's why I took my first intro sewing yeah. class is my little lunch bag and I really loved it yeah. um, and then you decided to collab and then here we are at gather yeah and how did you come up with the the name gather Oh, <laughs> that we had like a million names written down. It took a long time actually. Coming up with a name it, is hard. Yeah, it took like two months. Like yeah. we were like, okay, by December, like the name was like the last thing. So by December fifteenth, we opened in January. We're like, we have to have a name, and so we just sort of like, or November fifteenth, and so uh, we um, we just had these two lists separately, and then we brought them together, and there was probably about fifteen common ones that we were like, hey, these have something to do with each other, something to do. But yeah, there was like the second one we wrote down. So like we could have maybe eliminated the other like 200. <laughs> but it was just like, yeah, it was 
Because I mean, it's such a huge part of what we both enjoyed about what we do is like the community aspect, mm -hmm. bringing people together, and especially like with the space that we knew that we were going to have and the goal of just bringing kind of the different um, disciplines together as well. We thought it was a good fit, and also kind of the tie-in with the sewing reference was just handy as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it seemed like a good fit, and it and I don't know like. I had a couple of other names for other little projects I did in the past, and I found that they got old really quick. Oh, and okay. and with this one, I don't know. I haven't had any second thoughts about it. Like, no, it no, still there's feels, no turning back. Yeah, kind of like no, this is good. It feels good, and it always plays into like our sentences. Like, <laughs> gather supplies, gather that, and sometimes we're like gather. And then we think about like when we have events and stuff, being like, oh, we're having a gathering, and then we're like, nah, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> Find it's a different not, word. Find it's a different not, word. See, and I love it so much that I'm like, it's not too much. You put it in everything. <laughs> we try not to. We like have a lot of synonyms for yeah. gather. <laughs> we will word? come together. Yes. <laughs> we will join each other on this journey. Yeah. Well, and I do like that your workshops are very much, you know, they're not too many people. It's just the right amount of people. And you come together and... And we're talking with each other the entire time that we're doing our projects. Mm -hmm. And it's not always like that in sewing. Well, I haven't done any weaving classes, but it's not always like that in sewing classes. It's quite often like you're just busying through your project. Yeah. And how, how do you think you created that atmosphere of people being able to communicate and talk with each other while working? I think like keeping the workshop sizes small really helps. There's like that dynamic of like under 10 people kind of thing that after doing 10 years of workshops, you're like, that was my favorite. Six people, seven people, that was my favorite dynamic. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you can spend time with everyone, but it's also a small enough group that no one feels like they can't speak up or talk with the group. Like in a larger group, you kind of, you always get people who are like kind of quiet and don't want to say anything. Mm -hmm. But in those small groups, by the end of the workshop, everyone's chatting and exchanging information and talking about what we're doing. Cause sewing can be kind of, a lonely thing and so can weaving like you do it in your home alone and so I think once you bring people tightly together in a space then they have no choice but they have this thing in common and they talk about it so mm -hmm. I just think yeah by proxy people chat about what they're doing yeah and we love it <laughs> we also like I'm also thinking about when we were doing planning for what we wanted to things to look like we mm -hmm. had we have kind of these sort of visionary meetings every now and then it's only been a year but yeah. I feel like we've had like five <laughs> we're like okay so we're at this step now how can we do better or how can we serve our clients better and a lot of what we talk about is the actual physical space like how can we make it feel inviting what can we what are the little things that we can do to connect people and to make people feel like they're a part of something mm -hmm. um, because like even making sure we always make sure we do introductions at the beginning of every class and we try and remember people's names and learn about them so they feel welcome and then when people feel comfortable it's easier I think to kind of come out of their shells and meet other people too mm -hmm. so it's definitely like a huge priority um, yeah because we we actually like we're curious it's exciting for us too we're new enough now that we're like ooh, more weavers more yeah. like sewists that's amazing yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. well and you if you also think about how traditionally people learned these skills they <laughs> learn them in familiar familial or community mm -hmm. settings mm -hmm. and that really was lost after probably the 1960s like people stopped really having that familial or community gathering to do 
to do art, um, to do crafts together. And then now we have some generations that are going, actually, we feel extremely lonely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've spent too much time in commercialism trying to fill that gap and it's not working. So then this beautiful, bright, open studio with everything, just the way that you've developed this studio, so bright, so open, so mm. much floor space, it really allows people that flexibility. Like, you don't have it set up as rows of desks. It's funny you say that because we've gone through, like, several renditions yes. <laughs> of this space. And, like, originally that's sort of how we had it set up because we thought, okay, like, Googling what do studios look like. You know, everybody has their spot. And then... Their as, own supplies, yeah, their like, own tables their own cutting like it was just like very like segregated and we're like Mm. wait a second being in those workshops like we were saying it's hard when you're at the front of a workshop just standing over trying to tell people what to do and talk to people you feel like a teacher you don't feel like part Mm -hmm. of it and like in this sort of setting where everyone's like squished together even tighter (laughs) we're like we like it so much more whereas like in your head in a business you think I need to give people space and I need to be separated but it was like no actually when we brought it together it's so much nicer mm-hmm. like and it makes for a better workshop I think like, well and it allows you to be more of a facilitator yeah so yeah. then you get to have the journey with the project instead mm-hmm. of just this is what you do and then watching over and troubleshooting you do more than that mm-hmm. you come in with ideas and you ask questions and then for Angela has been very kind to me because I change I modify the project like when I did the jersey knit I was like I want two fabrics and I want a diagonal (laughs) she's like okay let's do it and that is awesome that wouldn't be possible in a traditional Mm -hmm. style class I don't think anyway not in my experience no I'm not sure but yeah I think too like it's just you have to be respectful of people's personalities and the differences that come with them you're like they want a project that they're gonna wear and we like it's nice when there's only six people because we have the flexibility to do that like in a larger group you're right we would say okay maybe just do this one and then keep steering you like Kim says in the larger groups you have to be like well that idea is a little ambitious (laughs) but in small groups you can kind of like you know harbor that ambition and say yeah let's see what we can do like we have this time I think this is feasible and yeah but the yeah so it helps just have a smaller group it is interesting too how the the dynamic changes in each group because Mm -hmm. we'll have some groups that will teach exactly the same course like from our standpoint and then we'll have groups that take it totally different directions because they feed off each other's ideas and then they see one person do something and then they're like oh and then everybody wants that color and whatever Mm -hmm. and so that's part of kind of the fun group atmosphere as well is all of the different things that each of the participants bring to the table and then trying to really like build on that and say like yeah that's amazing let's do that as a group and so kind of just building off of each other's energy that way has been really fun too that's Mm -hmm. nice so then the art itself gets to stand out a little bit more instead of just the technique, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Um, so I'm going to ask you both about a little bit about your backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So Angela, tell me about how, your sewing journey. So I started sewing with my grandmother when I was probably seven mm-hmm. years old. Um, she would make my cousin and I matching outfits, even though it wasn't our favorite thing. But so my grandma taught me how to sew when I was younger and then um, from seven years on, I always took private classes, took it in school, just continued to sew. It's been like the one thing in my life that I've never stopped. Like, you know, some people are like, oh, I pick up this for a little while, knitting, crocheting, some sort of craft. And then they're like, oh, and then, you know, I, I did that for a while. And then they go back to it sort of back and forth. But sewing was always a part of my life. I've never stopped sewing. So when I uh, finished high school, I had to, like, I wanted to go into post-secondary for something that I could do. So I did 
um, fashion design and marketing um, in Vancouver at the Art Institute. And then um, when I was done in Vancouver, it's um, I just missed home, so I mm, came back yeah. home. Um, and so when I came back home, I I have like a great career and I work for my parents and I, I enjoy that, but um, you kind of always wanted something creative because you're like, I work in a corporate environment and so you're like, I wanted something that I could like do in my spare time and show people how to sew because I think I think sewing's a great thing and I think other people should learn to sew. It's a really helpful skill. And so when I opened my studio in 2009, um, I just did evenings and weekends for 10 years before Kim came along. <laughs> and then Kim came along and I was like, I could really use some, A, some help, but B, just like, I really fell in love with weaving too. So <laughs> it was a good combination. That's awesome. Okay. And then Kim, what is your journey with weaving <laughs> and textiles? I guess textiles yeah. in general. Mm -hmm. I kind of have a roundabout journey, I guess. I've always been like a maker of things. I've always mm -hmm. been interested in how things were made, um, but didn't really think about that in terms of any sort of career plan until more recently. I did um, a graduate degree at the U of A in occupational therapy mm -hmm. and I worked as an occupational therapist for about four years. And while I was doing research on different kind of therapeutic mediums, I came across weaving as this big thing that OTs did after World War II. Um, people were coming back from the war and when they didn't ha know what to do in terms of rehab, like they'd kind of hit a dead end, they would send them to the OTs and they would weave and they would make things. And I became really interested in how weaving could kind of be um, intersecting with health in that way. So mm -hmm. that was sort of the end point for me. And I took a weaving class at the Edmonton Weavers Guild and I just fell in love with it. And it was for me like, it was a little bit about the end product, but it was so much about the process and kind of the philosophy that um, my teacher had there and also just about the all the history with weaving mm -hmm. and how it's kind of developed all over the world and has kind of um there's so many different ways you can take it like it can be an art medium it can be a craft medium it can do all these different things you can make really practical items but you can also just do really creative things which is kind of the route that i've taken and so now um, I'm just finishing up a Master's of Fine Arts at the U of A right now, where I'm technically in painting, but um, everything that I do is really influenced by weaving and the history of weaving. Oh, that's really, mm -hmm. really cool. So that, it's, it's very interesting because when you look at your two back, different backgrounds, very much what you begin to see is there's an element of people needing to create as being part of the holistic human experience. Mm -hmm. And that's really interesting. So this is then what you are trying to create here. Gather people together, um, help them hone crafts that give them joy. And th I think that's, that's really interesting. Maybe that's why I keep coming back here instead of going to like the, the other sewing classes, like where I just, it's impersonal, it's dark, it's, there's 20 people, the, the person who's instructing is usually making their own stuff, so I can't really stop them and <laughs> ask them questions. So that's really interesting. Now, for the, the workshops you have, um, well, maybe let's start with the weaving workshops. What are the weaving workshops you offer? Yeah, I mean, we've offered a whole bunch of different ones. Um, kind of generally, we like to do project-based workshops mm -hmm. so people can leave with something that they've made. Although, um, right now what we have is a 
beginner workshop out for weaving a tea towel, which is something where we set up the loom. Oh, okay. And then we have, um, so we do a bunch of workshops like that where we set up the loom, we do kind of the complex part, and then we let people come and just make a project in a weekend. Okay. So that's kind of something that we do a lot because people don't have to know a lot. They can just show up and do it. Um, but we also have the um, a more of a stream for people that are interested in really learning um, everything about it and how to weave from beginning to end. And so right now we have a high-level workshop out that's called Overshot Weaving, so it's for really complicated oh patterns. And so <laughs> we pretty much have everything from like for the person that's never woven before to the expert weaver or at least intermediate weaver. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. And the sewing classes, they're primarily, you're creating a project as well. Yeah, yeah. I think like the base of our workshops is typically a project. We like to make things in our workshops that we know we would use and that we enjoy and that also people will wear mm -hmm. and use and will continue to make. And so we have um, sort of a, I'd say like a warm welcome to sewing where it's just like our intro level, you make a tote bag and it's just mm -hmm. to see like, yeah, I'm interested in sewing. Is this something that I want to keep pursuing or like, you know, if they enjoy it or not. And then from that sort of like intro level, you can do all of our clothing or our project base. So we sort of base it off there. We have one higher level drafting right now um, that we're doing. And so that's for creating your own custom patterns mm -hmm. and from your own size and body. Um, so that one is just saying like from, for some people when they get to a point of sewing, they want to make their own modifications and they want to make their own patterns and so we're kind of mm -hmm. giving them an outlet after a year of sewing with a bunch of people we're saying like oh there's there's a need for this and that people do want to sort of make a custom garment and so that's what we're offering right now yeah well that's awesome and then with your sewing degree you have quite a bit of experience drafting mm -hmm. so it's yeah. so you're not kind of trying to figure it out with them you no, actually know no. what you're doing yeah. and you know what to look for and what the problems are and that would be the same also with weaving because you've fallen so in love with it you practice it so much that yeah I, I find that like for the most part I I don't really have to think about it anymore but I think as a teacher you have to really try and remember what it was like when you did have to think about every little thing because there's so many tiny steps I'm with sewing as well but with weaving like every you know, one example is slip knots. You just have to know how to do a really good slip knot for weaving. Oh. But I don't even think about that anymore because it's just something that I do. And then I have to remember to make sure to show all of those little steps too. Because even as you're saying it, I'm like, I don't know how to make a <laughs> slip knot. Yeah. And if that is like a basis, yeah, okay, good point. Yeah, lots of little things that you don't always think about right. once it's easy. And then you also have quite a few products here at yeah. the studio. Um, in terms of weaving, now I don't think you sell the looms. Do you? You do? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. You sell everything. We sell everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we sell, uh, ev like, the two brands that we carry in store are um, Shocked uh, Spindle Company and Louette North America. So those are the two brands of looms that we have. And we have everything from a table loom to a floor loom. So basically okay. any size. And okay. they're made to order. So. We stock um, usually just one or two table looms in the store here because those um, we can provide really quickly. But the floor looms are made to order, and so. And the floor looms are when you're making a really large project. Okay, so they take up space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's they come into lots of different sizes too. But um, the thing about floor looms that I find so seductive is that you can use your feet and your hands together. 
So it's oh. not so much that it's faster, although it is a lot faster, it's a really smooth process, so it definitely feels kind of like luxury weaving. You've got a whole <laughs> lot involved. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> luxury Yes, it feels oh, good. <laughs> to oh, use that's neat. Yeah. That's really cool. And then of course you carry all the different, um, the th I'm calling it thread. Is it called thread and weaving? You can call it thread or yarn. Okay. Either way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're not picky. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then for sewing, I've noticed that for your tools, you primarily carry merchant and mills and yeah. I'm sure there's a reason for that <laughs> I think like for Kim and I it's our favorite tools and like yeah. we both have had merchant and mills in the past and I've had merchant and mills tools for years and years when they first became a brand so I think um yeah I think they're a really high quality tool and we just want to provide <clears throat> like a high quality tool so that you don't have to keep buying tools you can just buy a good set and then mm. you have something really solid to last you um and Okay, yeah. and they're so they're meant to last. They yeah. have that kind of in, yeah. industriousness yep. to them. Okay, yeah. that's great. And then, do you sell fabric? We don't sell fabric no. right now. We bring it in for our workshops, yeah. and we sell off what we don't use for the workshops right. at the end of the workshop. That's um, right. So right now, and then we're dabbling. We're taking a peek at some options for the new year. Well, and that's yes. nice, because there's not great fabric. It's definitely something we really want to do, but mm -hmm. we're trying to kind of grow organically and um, not kind of get too ahead of ourselves right. with a bunch of stock. So yeah, yeah as, as people are asking us a lot about fabric, and so I feel like it's definitely something that's coming, but we don't have a date or a for a big plan for it's that just right it's away. just you're kind of yeah. planning it out thinking it out taking yeah. gentle yeah. steps and then, and see where it goes we can always from. help you and if you're trying to like find something specifically for a project we're really good at sourcing because obviously we based our whole sewing career on sourcing the right stuff and so we can really help if you're really stuck at trying to find something we usually know where to get it so. okay <laughs> and then in terms of patterns, do you sell patterns Yeah, as well? in the new year we're bringing in all of the patterns for our workshop. So we'll have those in stock ready to go. Yay. So then you can, um, yeah, you can pick up some of the independent companies and then uh, save a little bit on shipping. And they're just here so you can read the envelope and see what the pattern's all about. So, well, yeah. another great thing is we've made so many of these. We, yeah. as mostly Angela, have <laughs> made these. Uh -huh. And so we have a lot of the examples in store. Yeah. So it's great because then you can see, okay, um, what size should I actually make? What alterations might I make? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the samples we have in store are based on a pattern, but then they also have a bunch of alterations that Angela's made based on years of experience and what she knows works well. Mm -hmm. And so it's really handy, I think, for people to come in and actually try things on to see if they like a pattern and that's something that you can't really do a lot of places so that's no pretty... that's true that's, yeah that's really fantastic to actually have a resource to to talk about ideas with and then that also brings me to the open studio mm -hmm. so for $15 an hour so people book it though beforehand right yeah so studio? you just purchase it online it's Sundays so from 1 to 4 o'clock um, right now and that's um yeah, you just purchase the $15, and then in the little comments, you let us know what you're doing so that we can just sort of make sure we have the right stuff set up for you and mm -hmm. that um, we have something available. A lot of times people will just email us and say, I want to do this project, and we'll say, okay, come for the next three Sundays, and we'll get you organized um, and help them kind of through it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not always someone here that weaves or sews. It's usually one or the other. Um, but if I'm not here, then I let Kim know what's going on. If Kim's not here, she lets me know what's going on, and we also have a 
um, a staff member, Shannon, and she's very helpful in both facets. She mm -hmm. knows a little bit of sewing and she knows a lot of weaving. She's Did very she? knowledgeable. Oh, yeah. that's great. So she's very yeah. good. So we have it, it's like $15 for the day. So you yeah. come in for yeah. Sunday and yeah. then it's just kind of $15. You show up, you can use our supplies, our tools. Um, uh, the supplies, of course, you have to buy, but you're welcome to use the tools as yeah. part of that kind of drop-in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's great. Like it's a it's a really fun vibe in here on Sundays. Um, yeah. There's always people working. We usually have so people sewing and weaving. Although it depends on the day, sometimes it gets taken over by one or the other. But <laughs> true. yeah, Sundays are a great time to just also just draw. You can just come to the studio and see what's going on too. Like I think we have a lot of people that will just sort of drop in maybe they want to shop a little bit but they also really want to see what people are making and so that's been a really fun part of the atmosphere too yeah people bringing in what they've made at home as well it's been really interesting so maybe they take mm -hmm. a class and then their next project they come and they bring and they show us and that's so encouraging for us and then we get to kind of see how what we've taught people is kind of um what the real life things that are being made after the fact which, which is great that's really interesting I, I, yeah i should start dropping in on sundays for yeah. sure <laughs> like this is what i made also can i use your amazing yeah. surgery <laughs> yes the surgery oh my gosh it's both scary and wonderful all at the same time yeah. that's fantastic um in so in terms of in the new horizons uh you you're kind of dabbling with fabric not sure but what else is new or interesting coming together for you guys? Mm. Well, I'm like, what else are we going to spill here? <laughs> There's so much behind the scenes that um, takes so much planning. And then sometimes you feel like you spend months and months planning that everybody already knows what's going to happen. And so when you launch it, you're like, what do you, what do you mean you don't know? It's like, Kim and I have been working on this for months. Yeah. So um, I would say we definitely are sourcing um, some more unique uh, fibers and some oh. stuff from further away that we have a hard time getting in Canada so yeah that's like one of the things that we're working on also we've started working more with collaborators which mm -hmm. has been really fun so we've sort of started connecting with other people in Edmonton that are really you know experts at what they do and then finding ways to work with them so we have some exciting collaborative um, stuff coming up too really? and nice. so I think that's also kind of what we're looking towards for 2022 is like how can we work with other people and get more people involved in the studio either locally or from abroad I'm thinking about bringing in some guest instructors and kind of um, expanding in that kind of way mm -hmm. that's fantastic that's really that is really exciting mm -hmm. so if I wanted to start out with weaving um, what would I do? Like, what is my first step? Yeah, well, a great way is to actually just come in the shop and talk to some weavers. Okay. <laughs> and look at our sample books, see mm -hmm. what interests you, because there's so many different ways to begin weaving. If you see a certain kind of weaving that you're really drawn to, then we can kind of let you know what path to take. Okay. Because there's a couple of different streams. One is using what's called a rigid heddle loom, which is a quick setup loom. You can make a scarf in a day kind of loom. Mm, um, or okay. sometimes people are interested in more of the intricacies of weaving, want to create something um, with really intricate patterns and learn how to read those patterns. And so if you're interested in that stream, then you definitely want to sign up for one of our workshops. Okay. So yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of different ways to get involved. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then for sewing, somebody wants to start sewing, what would you recommend, Angela? If they've never sewn before, take the level one and just 
get like get your feet wet decide if you really want to um want to keep going with it but then if you're already a beginner sewing and you have sort of like the basic skills most of the projects that we put up for our workshops are beginner friendly if mm -hmm. not it could be your you know second third project and we help walk you through it and I think um, that's definitely been helpful for us to like just have those projects that people can come into and feel that like they're not above their head and that they can definitely be involved in making clothes because um, that's a lot of time for us that's everyone's end goal is making clothing and that's what we specialize in so um, we like to offer stuff that we know people would be able to do even if they just took our level one and so the level one is just your jumping point and then all those sort of clothing projects that come after are you're able to do from even that level one mm, okay yeah and there's also the the opportunity to get individual tutoring yeah, yeah. Kim and I both provide uh, individual tutoring for sewing and or weaving. Okay. We've and also done, sorry, we've no. also done a lot of, um, well, for weaving specifically, lots of people have these huge looms at home and they want to learn how to use them, um, but they can't really bring them into the studio. So <laughs> I've done a lot of home visits as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah, to help people set up their looms or figure out how things work. Oh my gosh, so that's the occupational really therapist too. becomes the artist, but still occupational therapist. Oh, there's, there's <laughs> so much overlap I, I won't even start or we'll take up the whole <laughs> I love it yeah. well it's interesting um you know as a teacher I can see because I work with complex kids mm. I can see the benefit of having them work with a project like that to learn patterning and to develop hand-eye coordination and confidence in themselves but I can also see the benefit of sewing for them. Mm -hmm. Like you can start out really simple, simply. Mm -hmm. You can even start with hand sewing to become comfortable or even cross stitching to become comfortable with the ideas of binding fabric together. So I definitely see the benefit there. Um, I'm just gonna look over my questions here. Da -da -da -da. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh, we covered everything. Yay! <laughs> so um, your focus right now is on creating quality adult classes, mm -hmm. but do you sometimes offer anything for children? Uh, we haven't in the last year. Mm -hmm. We're just, um, it's tough with our space to do a kid-friendly class. I used to do lots of kids' classes, and the setup has to be just a little bit different. So um, it's something we've talked about, but we have a really strong focus on adult education. Mm. and. That takes up a lot of energy too so you're you can only kind of put your energy as far mm -hmm. as you can put it and so to dabble into kids classes again it's just not where we're at right now mm -hmm. we get asked about that a lot yeah. <laughs> there have been though like we do also have a lot of events that happen that are welcome mm -hmm. like we welcome everybody and so we've had a lot of kind of parent and child oh, combinations okay. <laughs> coming yeah. to those events. So we have our mending nights that we do fairly often. And that's something where sometimes adults will bring their kids. So that's great. Yeah. Um, and so there are definitely opportunities. Um, we also had a couple of um, like we had a father-daughter come in to open studio a couple of times. Mm -hmm. So oh, like we, that's awesome. that yeah, sort of thing is totally welcome. So, okay. Mm -hmm. And um, some, tell me about some of your just events that you have. Oh, geez. <laughs> we have a lot coming up. Yeah. Uh, we have like a men's night. And so basically it's just like come and repair your clothes. And so it's $15 and we kind of provide like extra fabric for 
making patches and some uh, some of the like fancier yarns and threads for like doing decorative stitching if you want to like make your sort of visible mending and do some creative mending um, and those are just sort of casual nights where like we have six or seven people and everyone just kind of sits around and fixes their clothes and I can kind of help just like here's the best way to fix this I'll show you half of it you do the other half or I can show a couple different techniques depending on what people bring in, right? Like um, every alteration is a little different or every mend is a little different. Mm. And so that's a really great one. Those men nights too have, have also, it's funny because whenever we say that it sounds like men's night. <laughs> yeah. And also like autocorrect goes men's night men's every night. time. Every, yeah. We're yeah. having a anyway. men's night. Everybody's welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah. Oh, well, men fine. and women. <laughs> Um, yes, night. <laughs> everyone is welcome. But uh, they've also been really good starting points for a good conversation. And we've had, um, so we had one men's night where Kiwi Martin, um, who is really interested in mending and does a lot at the University of Alberta, and she has a project with mending, she's a really interesting person, came and talked about her mending projects that she's been doing and also um, what mending can mean and what making can mean um, to people beyond just actually fixing the clothing item. And so we had a, have a lot of really, I think, meaningful conversations mm -hmm. at those nights because it becomes about people talking about, you know, the importance of reuse and recycling and the importance of making things by hand and mm -hmm. um, what it means to care for something. And so, yeah, those have been really good starting points for all mm -hmm. sorts of of great conversations but beyond men night <laughs> we did uh, boomerang bags and yeah. so we had um like in richie area there's a lady sue she does um boomerang bags and they're just basically a take one leave one bag system and so we now have like a cart at the front that is just like a take one leave one bag system and so things like that um hand sewn just, bags to keep plastic out of the landfill is yeah, awesome. so yeah. we did that and so yeah and yeah we switched from plastic and now we're using reusable or it's not plastic we switched from paper mm -hmm. and then you sort of just keep taking things to the next level and you're like we'll switch to fabric and we'll switch to a reusable bag this sounds great mm -hmm. and so um we did that one and then we have um well, we're, we're looking towards some things mm -hmm. for, for 2022 in terms of ways to get people um, in our space and involved. And so we're also thinking about doing type of other presentation type events where people come and share the projects that they've been working on in a group mm -hmm. setting. And so there's, yeah, yeah we, have, we have some exciting kind of bigger picture things happening as well in 2020 that we'll probably be sharing in January. So that's interesting. Yeah. I'm um, right now, uh, I've been studying quite a bit of folklore. Mm. Um, my background is mostly history, but I've been studying a little bit of folklore and the idea of material culture carrying mm. folklore. Do you, do you find that there is that intersection here? People are like, well, that's in my culture, my background, there's this kind of pattern or this kind of sewing. Totally. Oh, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Like yeah. the stuff that we've learned just from people coming in, yeah. like it broadens your horizons. We like also will have, like we had somebody come in recently that um, had this beautiful handmade swatch that they, their, I think it was their grandmother, their great grandmother had made and they wanted to make a newer version of it mm. and they really wanted a pattern and it had to be from her certain heritage that she wanted something that had a Ukrainian background so we like looked through all of our books to try and find the, the best thing and then helped her um, start to recreate that I mean there's been so many really meaningful yeah. projects we had another woman who 
um, she had um, a relative that was really sick and she wanted to make a shawl for her and so we helped her design it beginning to end I actually mm-hmm. went out to her house house and helped her set up her loom mm-hmm. and um, just made sure that it was really lightweight and had the right you know, fiber properties for this person so there's been so many really custom projects that we've been able to help with which has been mm-hmm. really really fun that's fantastic mm-hmm. that's, that's really very fantastic. cool well and I guess that comes back to the idea of gather you come together and you share who you are and you share your ideas and you build from it and mm-hmm. then now you have this broad community of people constantly growing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, we had, even at our Christmas party yesterday, um, we had a couple of people show up with items that they had started to make here. This one woman came to our, like, beginning weaving class, and she wove what was I thought was a scarf, and then it turned out into fabric, and so she came to our Christmas party with this, like, beautiful jacket that she had sewn her project into and so she and then everybody else is seeing that and oh, okay so I'm gonna come and I'm gonna like make a jacket now <laughs> so, there's that. a lot of that oh, you first people jacket. are like duping us out like taking yeah. our weaving classes and they're like can we weave a little bit more yeah and like finally came and are like you can say if you're gonna use this yeah. or something else <laughs> like you know, it doesn't have to be a tea yeah. towel like it's okay <laughs> like I, yeah. I remember doing that to Kim like oh yeah I'm gonna weave a scarf and she's like okay like in this material I was like oh yeah it'll be okay it was because I wanted to add it to a jacket and so I was trying to like as an instructor be like oh yeah it's a scarf and she's like well it doesn't need to be that long like and I was like oh I'll just you know just in case but it's like so now we're like trying to make it comfortable like if you want to come to the weaving class and just weave fabric because you're a sewist and you're interested like please just let us know like okay. well yeah. we're okay with that yeah. <laughs> we don't have a like, lot of rules around here oh, good. Like, that's good. Be, be kind and that's about it yeah, yeah. Be kind. Yeah. Yeah. if you're making fabric just tell us it's okay it's a safe space (laughs) (laughs) letting them know that's fantastic I have to say I've really enjoyed the conversations like we definitely when I've come for workshops we solve the world's problems (laughs) 100% like oh this is a problem let's talk about it it's solved like huge social problems and we solve it and it's I I like it because you're working you're creating something your mind starts going about this experience you've had there's nothing worse than keeping it inside and then you start talking about it and it just becomes so relieving. Mm-hmm. And I think that we lo- we've we lost a lot of that communal, communal nature in our society. Um, and it's nice to be able to have a safe place to come back to it. And I really think that you have engendered that mm-hmm. here. You've created this safe space to gather and to share and to grow together. And it, that's a really positive thing. And I think a lot of people really, really need that. Mm-hmm. to have that safe healthy place that they can craft and and develop their artistic capacity and I think you've done a fantastic job and then interestingly on the other side of the wall <laughs> is the butchers and packers <laughs> that's so funny it's kind of like well honey I'm gonna go work on my my fabric project and it's like well I'm gonna find something to you know dry yeah, some uh, yeah yeah mix <laughs> There has been kind of a funny overlap, yeah. like the other day, like one of our students came and like went into Butchers and Packers and then left and we're like, oh hi, like I thought you were here for us. <laughs> but that's great. She was not. <laughs> well, this time I really want to, yeah, <laughs> I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's really, really cool. And it's, did you, were you, when you found this space, Angela, were you looking in this area specifically? Uh, we own the buildings. Oh. Um, so my family owns the buildings. Oh, okay. And so we own a couple of buildings on Fort Road. And so awesome. I've been kind of moved around in a couple of the different buildings, but this has been my favorite space. So. Yeah. Yeah. This one's stuck for sure. <laughs> it's so handy to have like partner kind of businesses around because mm-hmm. we get to share so much stuff mostly yeah. as in like us leeching off <laughs> we get uh, a bathroom a kitchen a printer yeah. like but they're probably yeah. also really happy to have other people that are artisans mm-hmm. because to them that's like this it's artisan meat products that they're creating and yeah. getting people excited in their craft yeah they are too very um like historical things like weaving sewing making Mm -hmm. like processing your own food is Mm -hmm. just like very yeah it's very like um back to the basics yeah so Mm -hmm. it's interesting like yeah we think there's no overlap because it's like making sausage but a lot of our students are interested in it too and you're like oh okay like we didn't think it was like as big a thing and my family's been making sausage for years so (laughs) for us it's just like okay like yeah we we do that like we've also had a couple people come in here looking for like butcher's twine and we're like yeah. well we can we pretty much have every kind of yarn yeah. so like what kind of tie would you like <laughs> <laughs> we've got it did you say hemp based yes done <laughs> we have it yeah. tapestry needles yeah like a big thing because they do the like ham tying yeah and so yeah like a couple of times we've there been like can we get can we buy these we're like oh you you can just you have can a have tapestry it. needle <laughs> <laughs> they're so excited i'm like yeah that's awesome every time my partner drops me off here if i don't drive he's like oh god yeah I gotta go in there yeah. because he just loves anything with meat yeah and so, there's lots of spices too like yeah. just raw spices and so when you walk oh in oh my gosh the one time when they were um when they were drying meat and we were in here it was so hard <laughs> so hard I was like Ben I really want beef jerky but yeah. sometimes on a Saturday if you're here for a workshop and there's a sausage class going on they bring us some samples like yes. just an extra work <laughs> yes <laughs> we have to sit here and smell it so they'll sometimes bring us some samples just totally fair mm-hmm. okay guys this has been awesome i'm so excited i cut this interview off pretty roughly and my apologies i'm getting used to my new po- podcasting tools i'm gonna get better in time as you may have noticed my sound quality is much better in the meantime i highly recommend that you check out the workshops at gather and I have taken two myself now and I really, really enjoy it. The class sizes are small enough that I felt like I could get the help that I needed from the facilitator and the projects were interesting enough to keep me focused. So if you want to get onto their website right now, it's gathertextiles.com and there's a lot of workshops coming up in the new year and who knows, I might actually see you in one of these workshops. All right, until next time, friends, it is all good in the hood. Thank you.